For the first time in 2022, welcome to the Morning After Podcast. Mike Keller, Jenny Matthews. Oh gosh, I feel like we haven't done a podcast. Well, we haven't for a month. <laughs> that, well, because we, we ended it, we, we did our last episode mid-December, like the 15th-ish, something like that. And the assumption was we would be back with a new episode last week. But then yo ass went and got the Rona. I cannot even believe. First of all, I can't believe we both contracted the Rona within a month of each other. But, I can. That makes sense. But we didn't get it from each other, which no. is weird. That's just strange to me. No. This so- virus is strange. So I think before I actually had it, and a couple times I've thought that I had it, but now that I've had it, had it, right. I, I think some of my assumptions were completely wrong. Um, for one, with this Omicron, is that how you say it? Omicron. The Omicron variant. I really thought, oh, it's going to be like a cold. Mm, no. <laughs> it, 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 it takes like two to two and a half days of your, you are on your butt. I mean, yeah. And I'm, and I'm a person like I'll push through, you know what I mean? Like yeah. I don't like to just sit around and, and do nothing. You know why? Cause you're a mom. That's, it is exactly what it is. Yeah, I know. And as a mom with, then as it turns out our entire house, all but my daughter tested positive because she actually already had it, you know, back in September. Um, but with having a whole, a house full of sick people, like moms don't really get to just sit and do nothing. No. But I didn't have a choice but to sit and do nothing because I literally could not function. And thankfully, everybody was kind of in the same boat. We were all at one point in our own rooms, <laughs> just like leave me alone, laying there. Yeah, who Wait, needs were, water? Who needs you, something? Were you and your husband in the same room, or did you each did you all kind of space out and do your own thing? We spaced out not because we had to, because right. we both had it. But he got really hooked on Yellowstone. And he was downstairs watching, just binging the entire four seasons. And, you know, and I probably would have watched it with him, except he had started watching it before I got into it. You know, I, I couldn't pick up where he was. I was too, it was yeah. too far off. Right. You so. really need to start watching that in the middle of the day. Intense show. And you tell me that you, you don't watch it because you've tried a couple of times, but you fall asleep because you watch it at night. So I can understand yeah. that if you start, but I think if you start watching it, in the afternoon or, or whatever totally. time of day it is, I think then you would then be able to stay up at night and watch it because once once it once Yellowstone sinks its claws into you, it's good. Now we're, Katie and I are actually waiting because they did the spinoff of it, 1883, with Tim McGraw and Faith Hill. We are going to wait because they're doing that thing that streaming services do now and just releasing one episode a week, one episode a week. Well, Matthew wondered that because mm-hmm. now that he's caught up, he's like, when, what, what happens now? So what is it they do? It's one a week. Yeah. And I don't think the whole season of 1883 is out yet. Katie and I are holding <sighs> off. We have other things that we can watch. So we're waiting until that first full season of 1883 yes. is out so we can power right through it. Mike, that's the only way I can watch things now. Because once you've binged something, I mean, like when Breaking Bad, again, that was the, the first thing I right. really binged, and I'm 12 years late on that. But it was like, I couldn't imagine having to wait week after week for the next episode. So no way. Katie and I plowed through the first three seasons of Yellowstone, whereas Matthew just started binging the show. Katie and I, for this most recent season, season four, we had to do it because we couldn't, there was no way we were just going to wait it out. So yeah, every Sunday night yeah. we would watch and it's just like, ugh, you almost want to go back and watch the whole thing again now just because you pick up more oh, when I you binge that. it. Yeah, I believe that with any show. So and then, and so Katie and I actually, we, we, we got done with Yellowstone and then we had fallen behind on that show, You, on Netflix. Mm-hmm. So we, we were like, that's next. We're finally, we've almost like created a checklist of shows that like, hey, we got to get caught up on these. Yeah. So we've, we've just finished You. Jenny, you have got to find a way to get back in that I show. Because season one was amazing and I was mm-hmm. totally hooked. And I think what happened with that one, I was just kind of, I was a little bit over the concept. So mm-hmm. I started watching season two and it was just like, okay, we're going to do this again, but it's going to be different people. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. I just, I don't know. I was kind of over it, but I haven't watched in so long 
that I feel like if I picked up with season two now, mm. and then what is it? There, so there's a season three. There is a season complete. three. Okay. The way season three ends is so messed up, too. Really? Like, oh, it's so messed I'll up. watch, because I loved season one. Uh, it's so messed up. So, yeah, you'll love everything about it. I was hooked most recently, and actually, before my husband started Yellowstone, he started watching it with me, and Emily in Paris... And you haven't watched it yet, right? Katie was literally, she was binging it uh, last night. She had watched several episodes. Oh my gosh, Mike, it's so good. And I know you're like, Emily in Paris, it's a girl show, whatever. My husband loved it. (laughs) He loved it. There's one, and I I don't think I'm spoiling anything here. I don't know. Mm -hmm. But I happened to be upstairs as Katie watched this one particular scene. And uh, she was, she was, so are you all caught up on Uh it? I'm done, yeah. I, I have, so I have no idea where Katie's at on it, but she was talking to this French guy. So this is an American woman yeah. living in Paris. So mm-hmm. she's talking to this French guy and she asked him like, where are you from or something like that. And he said, Normandy. And she's like, oh, Normandy. Yeah. D-Day. Ha 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 And okay, for the French, that's probably not a good Probably not a good <laughs> and, I, and I just remember walking by at that park going, <laughs> what show is it? I'm like, that's hilarious. No, she's... the show is so good. If you haven't watched, I do recommend it. Um, and what I'm loving right now is Todd Nixon here from the radio station. I was Oh my God, he and his girlfriend are in Paris. And I think, I wonder if they were inspired to go based on the show because no. I know she watched. Yeah, no, they're doing a, uh, they're doing a whole tour. Like I know he, I asked him, I was like, I was like, dude, where are you going? He's yeah. doing Paris and I think they're going to Rome. They're going oh down gosh, to Italy. No way. And then they're going to fly up to Ireland before they head back to the States. Just, I mean, what in the world? That what is so life. cool. I know. Well, anyway, so they're doing all these pictures in Paris. And they're doing like a lot of the scenes, you know, oh like, my like the front of the restaurant, which they, is one of the main scenes. They are the Emily most basic bees in the world. And, and they're I'm, owning it. And I'm here for it. Yeah. I am so here for it. He's got a collection of turtlenecks just for his Paris oh trip. My, I can't even. <laughs> and his girlfriend is dressing. Like if you've watched Emily in Paris, you know, it's a lot like sex in the city in the way of fashion. Just everything's real cutting edge and just yeah. high fashion. And she's totally wearing all these amazing outfits. I'm living through them right now. Here's what's wild. You know me. I've never wanted to travel because I love my bubble. And a lot of my anxiety kept me wanting to like be in my bubble. Now that I'm on the anxiety meds. Mike, I kind of want to go to Paris. Oh, <laughs> if we get the opportunity and we like get to do the show in Cancun for a week, are you down? I'm. That's where I listen. Twelve weeks <sighs> is that where it f- is fully kicked in. I'm about nine and a half weeks. Okay, give me a couple more weeks and then maybe Cancun will be on the list. Because I'll show because because you think you're gonna get Mexican diarrhea and that's just not the case. It's not the case. I know, but I'm less afraid of diarrhea now that I used to be. So this is go- baby steps. You're just like yeah, if I poop myself, I poop myself, I poop myself now. Right? Yeah. That's what it is. And you just you just change into a fresh thing, or you just what go in it? the ocean, let the ocean wash 100%. it out. Hundred percent. Everybody else does. I mean, oh why not? <laughs> No, but it, it, looking at his pictures on Instagram from Paris, I'm I I want to go to Paris. So is that where you want to go now? Is That's that, where I want to go. Is that the top of the list? See, oh. for me, when it comes to the the thought of European travel, I've never been over to Europe, and I would love to go. But for me, Paris is like fourth on the list. Really? And I'll tell you, I did some research into my own like my family history and some heritage, and I realized that my last name because I thought I. I mean, let's be like a lot of white people will tell you like uh, I'm like Irish, German, da, 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 like like that mix, kind of that mutt of everywhere. Mm-hmm. I did some research into my name, and I am as English as it gets, and I didn't know that. I am I am English. That's why your accent is so on point when you know it's northern. So I would love to. No, but actually, number one is Italy. I would love to go to Italy. And, so, Italy. So, and that's wild to me. Like, I've been to Italy, and you haven't, and you actually, like, want to go to Italy. When because, I only went, my husband, we had a trip through my husband's work. We got to go to, we've gotten to go to a lot of great places. Yeah. But Italy was one. And um, and Italia. it is amazing. It, it, it's it's amazing, but it's, um like, I don't know that. But see, it was a different me. It was a different me then. I was an anxious person. Right. I wanted to be back in my bubble. Right. So I don't know that I appreciated everything to the level that. 
people do. You go out there, you have some gelato, yeah. some red wine. You're not a wine person. Like, wine man, person. I would just sit there. I would eat spaghetti, gelato, and wine. <laughs> I go. You're like gelato. I'm like, but I've got Andy's around the corner. Like, no. <sighs> I know. I know. I need to step out of the box. But for me, and you know me, like being a, a sports guy, and, and I'm like, you know, I, I grew up rooting for the Cardinals, and I've actually seen them play in 10 different baseball stadiums. Like, I love stadiums, and Rome in Italy has the Coliseum, which is like the original stadium, the first ever stadium. It's like, I've, I've always really there. wanted to see that. Yeah. Did I go there? I think I was there. I don't know. Did you see the Leaning Tower of Pisa? No. Mm-mm. So I guess Did I you go to the Vatican? That. No. Was I in Italy? <laughs> Well, you, Italy's a huge country. Like, yeah, I don't know if yeah, you went to I'm Rome. Really... Did you go to Naples? Oh, Did oh, you go to Turin? We were. Did you go to Milan? No. What's the thing where you ride the boats down the thing? The You ride the little boat. Yeah, like the, the guys paddle in the boat yeah, or whatever. Yeah, I and did that. I don't that's, know what that's called. Um, oh, my gosh. We're we were, stupid. Were, yeah, um, that sounds like Venice, though. Venice. It was Venice. Yeah, it was Venice. Yeah. yeah I was in Venice. Yeah. It, or, or as they say, Venezia. Oh, okay. Like, yeah, See, yeah. I didn't know that. My mm-hmm. husband's Italian. He didn't even say that. Arrivederci. That's just goodbye. Yeah. Grazie. We went to Spain also, but I'm going to be honest with you. Went to Madrid and and it was cool. Um, It felt a lot like any city USA to me. Really? Yeah, it did. I mean, now don't get me wrong. There's some beautiful uh, architecture and and things like that. I was going to say the architecture that Todd and Liz are showing in their, in their, in Paris, the architecture, it's a beautiful city. Yeah, it really is. And quaint, like there's just this quaint little cafes Mm -hmm. and stuff. Yeah. Paris is it for me. Like if I'm going somewhere. See, for That's me, I'd like go. to go to London, and, and and you and I, two very different agendas. Like, I would like to go to, I'd like to, if I, Italy for sure, I'd like to go to Rome, and then, but I'd also like to visit London, because I feel, I don't know, I feel like somewhere in my soul there would just be a connection because of the, the history of my name after I looked. I do, I feel like I would go there and be like, okay, this feels. These are my people. Right to me, and I would like to, I would love to just go to London. I'd like to sit in a pub and have a beer and, and eat, like, fish and chips in London, and I'd also like to go to a soccer game. Like, like because soccer is 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 everything over there. Yeah. So there's there's a passion where hey, there's a great group of the, the Blue Hell here in Sporting KC, a great mm-hmm. following. But it's obviously you know if you ask most people in Kansas City, they'd rather go to a Chiefs game than to a Sporting KC game. Mm-hmm. Soccer is it over there? It is the number, and and the stadiums are as big as Arrowhead Stadium, and and you get eighty thousand people in a stadium. So I would love to go see like a marquee soccer matchup over there, and I would like to go to a pub over there and just experience. One London. thing I getting to know you and, and learning about you. One thing that I love about you is that you, um, whatever it is that you're that you're into or that you want to try, like you're all in, and you are a person who really enjoys. Like if it's a, a new beer, like you had your beer advent calendar, just mm-hmm. as an example. Like you're a person who drinks the beer and really just tries to appreciate like everything <laughs> about it. So I can imagine if you got to go to a, a place like that, you know, where you would really take in. All the things. And I feel like if you were at the pub, I can see you. You would be like really devouring the fish and chips and like really. <laughs> but I love that about you because I've never been a person like that. I'm always on to the next thing. And I'm always like nervous, Nelly, and just like, when do I go home? That's I know that sounds so lame, <laughs> but that's been my personality my whole life. So I admire that you dive in. Yeah, I would. Uh, I would draw the line at the tea and crumpets. I'm not a tea guy. I hate tea. It doesn't seem like you. I don't no, feel like you, I'm not a tea guy. I don't feel like your wife would want to go get the tea and crumpets. Oh though. yeah, she would. Do you think? She would okay. do it. She would do it. She would do it to experience yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, but I would. I do want to like. I want to do a double decker bus. And yeah. I want to. And I want to. I'd like to see. I'd like to see Buckingham Palace. And then I like I say go to a soccer game and just and just experience everything that you're supposed to yeah, experience and I feel like in London. Yeah, you would experience it with the wonder of a child, truly, like mm. a big, big wide I, eyes. I would get on the Ferris, the giant Ferris yeah. wheel that overlooks the Thames River. 
Yes, I know what the river is that flows through London. Oh, my God. I'm, I'm here for I'm proud it. proud of you. Mm. Mm. I'll tell you one of the most amazing things we did. We went to Croatia. I was actually pregnant at the time, which cut me a little slack here because like okay. the meals that we had were real weird. They were very, they were, they were amazing meals to most people, but I was like gagging at everything because I was pregnant. So like, I did, like, did where's not, my Andes? Yeah, seriously. <laughs> like I did not enjoy the food like I should have. Um, but Croatia, if you ever get the chance to go there, just being a person who enjoys just seeing the world and traveling, mm-hmm. I, that's one of the most beautiful places I could ever imagine. As I'm getting older and getting more accepting that I like cold, here's the problem with, I don't like cold weather, Mm -hmm. but I've realized that the colder the weather gets, the less people are there. And I like that because I'm getting older and I don't like people as much as I used to. (laughs) So I'm kind of becoming more and more open to the idea of an Alaskan cruise, which I've heard is beautiful. Yes, my mom did that. Um, And I, I mean, if you ever wanted information on it, she could probably tell you everything. But as I recall, and my mom's been everywhere. That was one of her most favorite trips mm-hmm. so i've heard that it's just amazing heard it's delightful gosh darn delightful yeah darn right you it know is. gosh darn delightful is just being back and and doing this and just doing did, the show what was the most exciting thing you did last week and so for those last week jenny had covid you were stuck in the house all week so whole like family. whole family stuck in the house three out of four of you had it because your daughter didn't have it because she had it like two months ago but she was sick she had something else yeah. so i'm wondering like all last week what was the most exciting thing you did oh my God. Okay. Like for Matthew, it was watch Yellowstone. No, I, well, maybe, but I can tell you what his other thing would be. Um, for Christmas, my in-laws got the kids a snow cone machine. So this summer, they'll be able to have their friends over and make snow cones out by the pool and, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Kids love snow cones. It's going to be great. Well, my husband fired it up <laughs> because he loved, we both love, and I think everybody loves, like you can even buy Sonic ice, right? Because yeah. it's so good. Mm-hmm. So he fired this thing up just to see what it was like. Well, it turns out it makes even better than Sonic Ice, if that's even humanly possible. Whoa. That's a big statement, right? So our, <laughs> our biggest excitement of the week <laughs> was getting the ice and just putting like, like I had one with a Sprite. Oh my God, it was so good. <laughs> How lame is that? Yeah. And I, I wish I was joking, but that was probably the highlight of the week. The, well, okay. And then. When, when I was able to leave the house for a little bit, mm. I got us Yahtzee. So okay. we've been playing some Yahtzee. Sure, sure. You know how hard it is to get a gosh darn Yahtzee to get all five of them dice to be the same? That Thank game you. pisses me off. Me too, and I'm glad you said that because I'm like, is this rigged? Like, are yeah. these dice weighted? I feel like I always get a full house on like one of my first two rolls. R.I.P. Bob Saget. Full house. Sorry, too soon. Yeah, oh, too soon. Well, that's, let's just, should we make that transition? We, yeah, it it's seems kind like the right a, thing to do. We are very smooth. Or do you want to talk about Yahtzee some more? Because it's so riveting. Dude. <laughs> I like, love it, though. It's a I, great game. I can I can rarely even get four of a kind. Yeah, I hear you. But like it's the tough. full house, I always get it like that. 25 points, put it in the bank. We got to go here now with Bob Saget. Well, all right, we'll move on. God, I can't believe he's dead. This, to me, was the most, so I actually, you know what? I didn't say this on the radio. Uh, we had brought this up because because I don't know how many people will get it because obviously we're on a country radio station in Kansas City. People listen. Obviously, you know there are some people who, who who like our show and that's wonderful. But obviously, the number one reason that people listen to Q one hundred four is for country music, and I understand that. The celebrity death that hit me the hardest is actually a rock star, which wouldn't make sense to talk about on country radio, but here on the podcast we do whatever we want. But uh, dude, growing up, you have to understand when Lincoln Park was at their at their height of everything. Uh, they, I was in eighth grade, ninth grade, and I'm like, that's that's when you're, that's when music is hitting you harder than ever. I'm watching TRL voting on stuff every day, and Lincoln Park 
So awesome. Like one of my favorite bands of all time. And so their lead singer, Chester Bennington, he decided to take his own life. And that I have never, because he, he was he's like 41, something like that. I don't even know. So he, 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 I think he was barely 40 mm-hmm. or in his early 40s and, and took his own life. And he was so young. And I'm like, and I thought Linkin Park would be making music till I died, you know, right. even if it wasn't as good as their old stuff. But, you know, like at least they thought me around. They tour once in a while. And I get when, it, though. When he took his life and he's less than 10 years older than me. And I'm just like, what in the world is See, this? Here's the thing. And I think it's like, you know, when people, when, Star celebrities, if it's an actor, if it's a singer or whatever, and obviously you don't you don't know them, you don't have a relationship with them, but they're just a figure in this world that mm-hmm. they're just they're just here, they're supposed to be here. Or like you said, they would always be making music. Well, even if they weren't, they would still they would still be there, mm-hmm. you know. And so it's for me, it was very similar in the way of Michael Jackson. Mm-hmm. I mean, George Michael, um, Whitney Houston. I mean, the, those were I grew up with them. Mm-hmm. You know, that was that was my music. So I know in the way of music what you're saying with that loss. It just seems like how is that even possible? Like yeah. what a what a megastar and then to just not be there anymore. It's ridiculous. Um a lot I, we asked that on the air. We asked, you know, what celebrity death really hit you hard and like a lot of people the Betty Betty White's death may she write what a wonderful soul of a human that person uh was and and still is, but the I, I can't I can't sit here and honestly tell you that it shocked me. She was, she was 99 years old. No, like right, you, that one wasn't a surprise. You knew it was going to happen at some. The, the 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 shock factor on that is the fact that it's what two weeks from her hundredth birthday. Yeah. People magazine had just put out like their Betty White issue, and then she passed away. Which, by the way, I feel like that People magazine is going to be a collector's item. Like hundred percent. Like you probably want to get on that because like she. And I guess uh, January seventeenth was supposed to be her is her hundredth birthday, mm-hmm. and they had play, so the, like a one night like in movie theaters across the country thing. This Betty White special on her hundredth birthday, and the thought was they would cancel it. Well, they're not. They're going through with it. Well, so, they should go through with it. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, absolutely. They should. So. Yeah, I mean, she. I know what you're saying. She's 99. Like, a, what a good long life, and you you expected that news at some point. But yeah, it is the unexpected ones. Another one for me was John Ritter. Three's Company was my. Favorite show growing up. I mean, I've seen every episode mm-hmm. a million times. And he died. And again, it was unexpected. I think it was a heart attack. Um, you know, just those unexpected ones that mm-hmm. just, like when I saw the Bob Saget news, I'm like, what? 65? Well, and first of all, the older I get, the more I'm like, 65 sounds pretty young, you know? I can't believe, yeah, I, I didn't think, he still, he to look nowhere near 65 years old. No. I mean, he looked great. So we're, we're wondering what happened. Hey, talk about this CBS story real quick. Okay. C- what the hell is CBS News? So, okay, if you're listening to this podcast, what, the, it's Monday it's the Monday, 10th. Yeah. So the, as we're recording this, the Bob Saget News literally broke less than 24 hours ago. Mm-hmm. So at, at this point in time, as we're recording this podcast, we don't know the cause of death. So saying that, right now, we don't know the cause of death, but then you read this from CBS. So I go to a CBS News article, and it's um, I, I clicked on the article because it was a lot of what his coworkers and friends in the industry are right. saying about him and whatever. And and I, I'm just reading through. And at the very end of the article, it says, if you or someone you know is considering suicide, please contact the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline, and it gives the number. <sighs> now, that's wonderful information. If we knew that he committed suicide... To, to the, to, as of this moment, we don't know the answer to that. Yeah, for them to put that on there without it being publicly released that that may be what could have happened, we don't we don't know. And and I don't and and and, and this is no way of proving anything. But I know you're a big vibe person, mm-hmm. and and neither one of us, I think you or I, has that vibe that Bob Saget took his own life. No. We don't we don't believe that to be the case. Particularly because his very last tweet, which was he had a show Saturday. And then he tweeted 
I don't know, was it Saturday night or mm. Sunday morning? He died Sunday afternoon, but it, it, at some point between Saturday and Sunday, he put a tweet and he was just like, I can't believe I did a two-hour show last night. Like, I, man, I'm I, I'm loving this. Like, I'm so rejuvenated and Feeling revived it, yeah. in my yeah. career and blah, blah, blah. So it's like he seemed by all accounts, of course, we all know that social media is a highlight reel and, yes. and what you see isn't always what's going on. So I, I that that is so upsetting if if it was suicide and if he had this exterior of everything's great and then took yeah. his own life. I, I, I don't I'm, know. I'm still not even like fully comfortable talking about it. I, I, I really don't think that's what happened. Here's what else was shocking about the Bob Saget death is, you know, they say that like these celebrity deaths, they come in threes, right? So I thought we had the three. We had, we had uh, John Madden, yep. uh, Betty White, and then Sidney Portier. Portier. I'm saying Portier. that right. I think Portier. 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 Like, yeah. I don't have the, yeah, but I, like I thought that was the three. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, and then boom, Bob Saget hits, and that's four. Yeah. And I'm like, and I had read somebody's social post that said it either comes in threes or sevens. Okay, no. I'm like, <laughs> we I don't anymore. I don't think the world can have another three people that we love leave us. Yeah, I mean, it is. It's just weird when someone's not in the world anymore. Again, I had no. It isn't like I was sitting around watching Bob Saget comedy specials on my my spare time. But you know, he's just a figure that's always been yeah. there. In in pop culture, he, just uh, for him not to be there anymore is so strange. You'll hate this, but his Comedy Central row, he got roasted on Comedy Central. I hate roasts. Oh, my God. It, it was, was so uncomfortable. It was so awesome. They, they did a great job. That's how, uh, I believe it was his roast that got um, Amy Schumer discovered. Oh, really? She started as a guy, and she really ripped on, uh, she ripped on Mike Tyson, and she ripped on, uh, who was it? Steve-O from Jackass. She made a joke. Okay, so you know how those roasts are. Oh, I hate it. I, I know. Yeah. She... Made some sort of joke about Steve-O from Jackass had attempted suicide, and she made some sort of a joke about, I'm sorry it didn't work. And I was no. Like, oh, See, that's what I mean. It's but, so uncomfortable. Like, that's not a, I, I don't mind it because I know that's what a roast is. Like, would you say that to somebody randomly? Of course not. But I love the no-holds-barred <sighs> awesomeness that is a roast. If you go to a roast, know that you are... Don't You're ever roast cry. me. Don't ever, ever, I ever, want you to be, ever. I want you to host my roast. No. I, I don't want to be roasted. It. I don't want to roast anybody. I would feel so bad. It would hurt my heart forever. Oh, no, I, terrible. I, I, I want to be a part of a roast at some point. And I know you won't be. And that's fine. No, I can't that's even fine. go. I can't even watch you do you it. You can't be in the crowd? No. Come no. on. No, are you kidding me? Oh, my God. Absolutely look, not. Look, put your big girl pants on. No. And let's go to a roast. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. No. Too, way too uncomfortable. It's so mean. It's so mean-spirited. You'll be fine. No. Hey, let's talk about the other really exciting thing that's happening in Kansas City. And that is our beloved Chiefs ended up with the number two seed on their way. Another huge playoff run. A lot of people upset because they didn't get the number one seed. That went to the Tennessee Titans. Um, But I'm actually good with this because for those of you who don't remember, when the Chiefs won the whole gosh darn thing two years ago, they did it as the number two seed in the AFC. Oh, really? They did. They ended up getting home field throughout because the number one seed got eliminated earlier in the playoffs, which then made the Chiefs the top seed, and they were able to take it all the way. So uh, if the Chiefs do have to travel in the playoffs, it'll obviously to the Super Bowl location in L.A., um, but if they have to travel and play a road game, it would just be in Tennessee, which is a little scary because remember the Chiefs were at Tennessee earlier. They got their butts kicked. Our boss man Todd was at that game, and they – it, a little embarrassing. They kind of got their butts whooped. Is that the only time we played them this yeah. season? Is yeah, that how it works? We yeah. only played them once. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Then I do worry about that because, as I recall, that was quite ugly. It was. It was not our. But I, mean, I do feel like Chiefs are a different team now. Mm-hmm. Since then, I feel like they've kind of they they discovered themselves. They won that huge 
eight-game winning streak. I was actually torn. So on um, as we're recording this, it was this this last week was the last week of the regular season. The Chiefs played the Denver Broncos. So you and I, so you and I are Mizzou people. You know, I, I worked on radio in Columbia. Your husband went to Mizzou. So there's a lot of love for, on our show. There's a lot of. Uh, Mizzou love. Drew Locke, is that who you're yes, talking about? Yes, there you go. Hey, Look at hi, you. sports talk right here. Here, I'm not going to lie. There was a part of me, because even though it's the Broncos, we don't like the Broncos here in Kansas City, but man, the Mizzou guy in me was so happy watching Drew Locke tear it up, because they, uh, their head coach, the Denver's head coach, didn't like him. They're like, I don't think this guy's it. And then he would, he would say things like, I remember there were two separate press conferences. One when Drew Locke was the quarterback, and the other one when the other guy was the quarterback. And when Drew Locke was the quarterback, there he was he was very like, you know, Drew made a lot of mistakes today, and Drew did this, Drew did that. Similar situation when the other guy was a quarterback, and he's like, well, you know, I think it's really a whole team effort. So there was some obvious bias. As a Mizzou guy, very happy to announce, when the Broncos announced the day after that game, they fired that head coach. He's uh, out of there. Huh? How about that? Hey, Drew's trying to prove that he's the man there, and I'm I'm, I'm here for it. I, I, I root heavily for Drew. I would like for him to not be in a Denver Broncos uniform. Right. But... I respect these Mizzou guy, and I want him to do well. So that was that was kind of weird. I was like, I want the Chiefs to win, but I also really wanted Drew to have a good game. But that's kind of what happened, and right? That's exactly yeah, what that's happened. Yeah, that's exactly what happened. So, um, well, since we're on the topic of sports, but this is where my mind goes. Okay, here we go. Just a little bit about Brittany, soon to be Mahomes, Brittany Matthews, and Jackson Mahomes, Patrick's brother. I would rather not. Well, here's the thing. I want to talk about it because I just want to know. I want to know a guy opinion on it, but I also want to know somebody who's genuinely like you're super into sports, like yeah. all sports. You know, because for me, I think okay, she's young. Everybody knows, like they're getting razzed a lot just because they're they're always putting themselves on social media and just being a little over the top, a little overzealous, if you will. And there have been more than one story going around Kansas City about about perhaps. And you and I cannot confirm this. We don't know. Um, but there, there have been stories about them walking into businesses expecting a little, like maybe a sense of entitlement. Yes. Those are, those have been the stories. We cannot confirm that. No, no. And, um, I guess I just want to know, you know, there's so much chatter about it on social media. I see it like this. They're young, especially Jackson. How old did we? 21. He's 21. Okay. And then Brittany, I mean, God, not much older. They're 23, four, maybe. Oh yeah. Patrick's 25. Mm -hmm. So. Sorry, periodically I have to take a drink because I get that COVID like tickle in my throat. So it'll it'll be there till at least tax day. <laughs> it's really annoying. I know. Um, no, but I think like in my opinion, they're just they're young, they're immature. Like this is so exciting for their family. Mm -hmm. I mean, I totally think they're just excited, right? Mm -hmm. But some people, particularly like I see it on is it Barstool Sports? Barstool's like, like not, but like they 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 really call them out and they're really hateful toward them and they're just like super annoyed by their presence. Mm -hmm. I just want to know your thoughts on it just as a as a dude and as a sports fan. Do you find it all annoying? Do you just think ah it's silly like forget about it? Like what's your take? I I worry that it's something that Patrick has to deal with that will distract him from being the best quarterback he could possibly be. Honestly, here's what bothers me. So his brother, so young Jackson at this this game that we're talking about that happened on the t 2 days ago mm -hmm. as we're recording this. Um he's he was dancing on the field again. Doing yeah. another TikTok. This and by the way, doing the same dance. Like, at least come up with something new and fresh. What is this repeat nonsense? Well, and I think the thing that I saw is that he had a jacket on that said Mahomes across the front, but it looked, you couldn't see the E, so it looked like it said Mahomes. <laughs> and so. I don't know. I looked real hard at that. I don't think an E was on there. I'm telling you, like, at me either, but then people were doing close up shots, and there was, I mean, it's. There it was, was there it somewhere. Was folded. It was yeah, folded, but I mean, yeah. If you looked at it, it looked like it said Mahomes. Yeah. Um, but I think, I don't know if it was Barstool Sports. I don't want to call them out if it wasn't, but whatever. Anyway, one of the, they were making fun of that. 
Well, and bar and that that's their job. Like Barstool totally. is a more satirical sports company. Yeah. Like they they're they're it's it's very bro and negative. They're they're, they're not like the happy go lucky bunch. They're gonna they like to rip douchebags, and that's that's fair. But um, yeah, I don't I don't like I, I think I, I'd really like to see Patrick just tell Jackson to get off the field. But that's his family. That's his life. It's not not my right to even say or think or talk about it. But, I wonder though if he wants to tell him that, or is he just like ah, this is you do you boo. You know uh, what I mean? Because like, I, 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 here's the thing: I could see Patrick being a you know the fact he signed this huge deal with to stay in KC, which tells me he's a very loyal guy, which is great. And so I. If I, again, we know nothing. All we can do is guess and talk about it, make it, formulate our own opinions and guess, but really we don't know what we're talking about. Um, it seems to me like, though, Patrick is that, that he's like, that's my brother. Like, it, like, like, I, I feel like Patrick's doing that classic big brother thing. He's like, hey, listen, hey, media, yeah. I can call him a douchebag because he's my brother. Right. But if you call him a douchebag, I'm going to punch you in the mouth. And that's exactly how it should be, quite frankly. Exactly. But I wonder if he is, you know, legitimately like, God, I wish they would just stop. Or yeah. is he like, eh? Whatever, not affecting my game. It's not affecting my life. You know, I, when we were watching that game on Sunday, I thought the announcers made a great point about Mahomes, and it was early on, but they said something along the lines of, because, uh, you know, when the Chiefs started 3-4, and four, and everyone was like, oh, that's the end. All right, he sucks now, and Kansas City's going to be stuck with this dumb contract for the next decade. I'm like, like, stop it. Right. But the announcer said something along the lines of, you know, we forget about this, but Patrick Mahomes, and this is something that's going to sound cheesy or whatever, but you guys, he's human. He became a father for the first time. So there and, and he his his superstardom continues to grow. Uh, you know, we're one of probably 10,000 podcasts that'll mention his name that's recorded today and sent out there. Yeah. So for the, the the announcer just did a real good job of explaining he he he's he has to learn to balance the life of being an, an absolute superstar, one of the most famous people, literally the highest paid athlete in the world right now. Yeah. Plays in Kansas City. How Crazy. cool is that? Yeah. Um Highest paid athlete in the world. Brand new father. New husband still for the moment. I mean, he hasn't been married too terribly long, but like there's a... They're not even married, are they? And he's got... I thought they tied the knot. Are, I have they not? I they're engaged. I don't think they've gotten married oh, okay. yet. But whatever. Nonetheless, I know what you're saying. But that he's like, that's a lot for a young man to learn to to deal with and balance out. And you can, I think you can kind of tell at the beginning of the year, he's like, oh my God, there's a lot. Like, wow, there's so many different aspects of this go, of my life going oh, yeah. on. And I think you've kind of seen him throughout the year learn to... Figure Navigate it all out and through. be able to balance I, the life mm-hmm. with the and and but yeah but at the same time I could see him maybe in the off season pulling his brother aside. I'm gonna <laughs> Calm down. I want you to travel with me because you're my family and I love you and I want you there at the game. You can't be on the field anymore. Mm-hmm. You stay up in the box, stay up in the suites, just do do what you want up there. Get off the field. I I, I would like to see him off the field. But that, that's, that's, that's I'm not, I'll call myself, that's a very rude thing of me to say because that's his family and who am I? So, so, again, we're talking about the fact that everyone involved here is extremely young, all of them. Even though Patrick Mahomes is, like you said, super, super well-paid, super famous and all the things, he's still a young guy. And I think about when I was in my 20s. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh-huh. Like, the immaturity was so deep, I well, can't even. I've always had a... Even in the middle of his douchiness, I, I always had kind of a, a forgiveness in my heart for Bieber. I thought Bieber yes. had a... I mean. Because he's okay. Ironic that we're bringing this up again, but Bieber also roasted by Comedy Central. I've he, seen pieces of and that. And he one. wanted it. He uh-huh. he I asked know. for it. Mm. And he went up there and he said the first joke he said, he's like, What do you call it? What what do you what or what do you get when you give a fifteen year old two hundred million dollars? And then he they kind of pause and he says, A bunch of lesbian calls me a has been for the last two hours. <laughs> like he just roasted everybody on the stage. But like, I'm sorry, if I got two hundred million dollars when I was 15 years one, Stop. I'd have about I six can't. kids from five baby mamas right now. Right. And I would, 
I would have been a I would have been a douchebag too. I don't know how, especially at someone like 15 years old or whatever, is given that much money and makes good choices. I just don't. I mean, that's. It's stupid, like to think that th- it would be a miracle. I think the only one who's made that work is Taylor Swift, and that's because her dad is her financial advisor. I mean, but if you think about it, that's just way too much hey, for her, one person. I'm so sorry. Did yeah. uh, does Taylor's dad own that trunking company? That Swift trailers that I see everywhere. I it's have like, no idea. Because I, I think that's how. Because they He's were a financial well, advisor. I know that they were well off. Like when Taylor started singing, like she, she, you know, he was able to get her like a really nice produced demo to send all the record labels. I mean, she certainly got some help, and she'll be the first one to admit that she doesn't ever try to hide that. But I had heard, and I never confirmed with that because you see those trucks all over the interstate, the Swift trucks. Yeah, and every time I see them, I think of Taylor Swift. I could have sworn that that was her parents or somebody in her family's company. It's the podcast. We've but, got time here. And we got all the time in the world. I'm actually going to do that. Does okay. Taylor Swift's family own Swift trucks? Trucking. trucking. Swift trucking, whatever it is. Like uh, I just... Nope. This is an urban myth. It is. So it's completely nothing her, to do with... Her dad is a financial advisor for Merrill Lynch and her mom is a homemaker. I wonder if her mom's doing well. Remember she had cancer. I didn't know that. Yeah. Um... When was she here at Arrowhead? Mm. 19, 18, 19? Yeah. She was in the midst of her cancer battle then. I mean, I haven't heard anything otherwise. So, yeah, I hope she's doing well. God, that concert was awesome. That concert was phenomenal. And I feel like even if you don't like Taylor Swift's music, (laughs) you couldn't not like that show. I'm an average fan. Like, I walked in there as a very, as just a very casual, hey, like, Totally respect all the work she's done. I enjoy, you know, her, her songs are catchy, so I'll bop my head. But man, oh man, the, them them diehard, sw- what are they called? Swifties. Do you want to know? <sighs> this is something that's I've noticed. an odd crowd. I've noticed this about myself. So I would have considered myself a diehard. Like I was so excited for that show. We bought, you know, we can get tickets through the radio station. I didn't want to risk any of it. I bought like really expensive, good, close to the stage seats. You know, I was like all in for this concert. So excited about it. And then it's like, it was such a massive moment. I cried at the concert. <laughs> I mean, what a nerd. But I was, it was that much of an emotional experience for me, just being able to see that show and just so close up. I don't want to tell you that I don't still enjoy her, but something, it's like that was the, the pinnacle. You know what I mean? Sure. And now I'm just like, it's, it's done. Brittany Aldean, my celebrity crush, right? Obsessed with the woman. Mm-hmm. Got to meet her this year, just a few months ago. I feel, <gasps> no, it's like, no, no, I haven't broken up with are her. Are you over Brittany Aldean? I know, and I'm not over her. But I are just, you casually texting you know other people is? now? Like, yeah, that's what it is. I oh. I feel like I've had, I mean, oh. I met her, Mike. Like, I oh. had my, I talked with her. Like, I'm. she friended me on Instagram. You know what I mean? And she I'm, friended you? She follows you? Yes. What? Oh, my God, I told you that. I forgot. Easily, I screenshotted that to you. <laughs> I mean, oh, yeah, I, okay, I no, I do remember that, that now. Now, does she still follow me? Oh, my gosh, should I look? Does she still follow? Because, you know, that could have been just like a courtesy. I'm going to give you a follow. Yeah, but then you uh, casually unfollow two weeks. By the way, big fan of that. I do that a lot. Tired Matthew did that. He was my friend, and then he <laughs> he's not oh. following me. Oh. So we were besties, and then we broke up. Let me oh. see. What if Brittany, okay, this could really be a game changer here. What if she stopped following me? Because what if my posts were annoying to her, and she was like, oh, this is stupid. Well, I wonder if, and you can see, like, who's viewed your stories. Like, what if she watches, like, every single one of your stories? Oh, my God. Because I don't look to see who. I I don't know if they're in any sort of order or not. Like, I have no idea. What if She still follows me! Yeah! Okay, yay! Oh, my God. Congratulations. (laughs) Um, No, but, and so that's what I'm 
saying though, it's not like I, st- I still, I still adore her, and I think she's so pretty, and I love all the things. Whatever she's selling, I'm buying. But it's like, but it, it is weird once you've had that. You know what I mean? Like, um, that was that was what what else is left? The, the pinnacle, What's right? Left? You 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 reached the climax. <laughs> not no, I'm not saying you climax with Brittany Aldine. That's not what I'm saying. Get your mind out of the gutter. Every movie, everything has a has a climax, and then there's the come down. Yeah. Oh boy, the, I can't. There's the jokes. too many things happening. The, the jokes. Here. But so yeah, and so you were saying okay, and I don't. Not everybody's gonna know who Pat McAfee is, but he's. But if you if you know, you know, and you've gotten me to know. Now I'm a fan. Yeah, Pat, real quick, a former NFL punter, uh, just a hilarious person, and uh, has a, has an incredible show. He's, he's on a satellite radio. Which why would you pay for that? You can get it on YouTube for free, which is what I prefer. Uh, it is a show on YouTube, and it's also simulcast on satellite radio and. Uh, you know, former punter, got a lot of inside, great friendships in the league. So he's got these exclusive interviews that really no one else can get. But because he's on YouTube, he's not like a like your cookie cutter ESPN kind of guy. Right. He, I mean, he show, on a show every day literally wears tank tops. He bought a sixty pack of black tank tops because he likes them. And so every day he's just sleeveless, usually some jean shorts in the summertime. And he is just one hundred percent unapologetically him. Swears like a sailor. Gets his guests to swear like sailors, and not just any guests. People like. Aaron Rodgers, the Packers quarterback last year's MVP, uh, Al Michaels, the guy who calls Sunday, these legendary people, they get on with Pat, and there's just this level of comfort yeah. to where they just start, they'll sit there and they'll be like, hey, Pat. And this is this Al Michaels you've seen on TV every Sunday, all professional. I'm Al Michaels, Sunday night football. He gets on with Pat, he's like, hey, Pat, hey, what was that shit that happened last week? And I'm like, what? <laughs> I love it. I, I love seeing people who can't swear on TV get onto a platform where they can swear. Yeah. Kind of like, I've actually tried to hold back. I listened to one of a couple of our podcasts not too long ago, and I was like, okay, maybe maybe find the middle ground there. I feel like there was a couple times where I got a little too sweary on this podcast. I was like, let me bring it back, because there's there's a point. There's a lot. Well, like, yeah. every and everyone has their point, and I can't get away with the swearing the way Pat can get away with swearing. Right. He's, he's been kind of doing it since day one. But he's your guy. Like, if you, you've you said, there's not a whole lot of people that if you met, and you've gotten to meet a lot of famous people, but mm-hmm. if, you, if you got to meet him, that's the one that you would get pretty geeked out. And the, and, and the fact that if I met him, he'd probably wear a tank top and jean shorts. Yeah. And I'd walk, and I would... They what is they um um, mim- what the best form of flattery? What's that phrase? Um, uh, 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 mi- mimicking imitation. 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 Yeah. I've caught myself doing a lot of things in this podcast on this show that I totally accidentally stole from him. Let's go! Right. It's stolen from him. Uh, uh, going. He's a Pittsburgh guy, and those Yinzers from Pittsburgh they talk a little different, but like the word "down" is "down." down. Yeah. yeah. And I've caught myself doing that now because he does that. Like uh, I'm, I'm very. I didn't realize how heavily influenced I was until I. I I'll yeah, go. That's in, okay. Well, I'll go in ways where, like I'll, I'll like not watch him for a week uh-huh. because I'm just like you know I'm just, I'm just doing other things, and I'll come back and then I'll, I'll watch him with a fresh set of eyes and ears, and I'll be like, oh my god, I do that, I do that, I do that. Okay, okay, I'm not from Pittsburgh. I have to stop talking. But like it isn't that. that you're trying to copy him. You're just you know you know that's a, that's a, says a lot about him. Just that he makes everybody feel like they're part of his. Crew, you know what I mean, dude. So every you're just time speaking that way, when he takes a phone call, you can tell that like you feel because he's one of those guys that like you know growing up in elementary school, your mom tells you be nice, it's cool to be nice, right. and you're like, no, it's not, mom, shut up, like mom, don't tell me to be nice, it's not cool to be nice. Pat, he he like he forces positivity on his show. Like as soon as if one of his one of his guys, one of the the boys he does a show with gets out of line, I'm like, hey, hey, hey. he'll immediately bring it back. He'll be like, 
Yeah, I just want you to know that uh, so-and-so didn't deserve that. That was very mean of you to say that. I just appreciate that person very much. Pat's one of those guys that makes it cool to be nice. Mm-hmm. And, and he so, is appreciative. Like, you've shown me videos where, you know, he gets a good deal, an endorsement deal, and he doesn't just take that money and stick it in his own pocket. He go, he literally went knocked on their door with bags of money and gave all of yeah. the people behind the scenes and the, his teammates or whatever. Um, he, gave them if you missed, the, the big story was he just signed a, a, a three-year, potentially four-year deal with FanDuel to be their exclusive gambling partner. He's big into the sports gambling, and uh, he's their, it's their exclusive gambling partner. And uh, FanDuel's given him thirty million dollars a year. It's crazy. And so what he so he immediately took that. He gave like a million. He wrote a million dollar check to his high school, a million dollar check to his middle school. Like any anybody that helped him grow. That's then, worth like, googling to look for that. Mm-hmm. What would people look for? It, it is such a good watch. Pat Mac, just yeah, YouTube Pat McAfee FanDuel deal or whatever. It, it'll be one of the because he's got it, it featured. And you he, showed it to me, and again, I don't I don't know who this guy is. I don't know sports, but there is something so heartfelt and awesome about that. He makes me want to be a better person. Yeah. You know, that's the kind of guy. And then he, uh, and then the, the boys, he's got this crew he does the show with, um, and he's like, well, these, you know, these boys couldn't have done it without him. I'm giving them each $250,000 bonus. Just, just I, I just deposited $250,000 into each and every one of their bank accounts. Like, that's like, that's life-changing. So and, then, and then he ends it. He ends it by saying, my parents have been pretty good to me. My, my parents have, uh, they worked hard to give me the life I have today, da 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 and, and he's like, so, uh, and he, his dad like, works works with him, helps out with the Empire and everything, and his dad was off camera and, and didn't know, and he's like, he's like, yeah, and so my parents are pretty good to me, and actually, my dad's standing right there, he, he doesn't know this yet, but he's about to, but uh, hey, mom and dad, congrats, you're going to be millionaires tomorrow. Uh, what? That's like, mind-blowing. Like, it's what so a wild good. Thing. Like, just, that's. Crazy. That's so good. That's another word right there. Wild. Wild. That's, he, that, that's a Pat thing. Like, I know I totally stole. I didn't mean to. And Pat, if you, God forbid you're listening to this podcast, no, it's 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 flattery because I'm like, I'm influenced by him. But see, I love it too because I'll find myself repeating. I've, I've noticed I say wild a lot. Did I get that from you? You and did. Let's go. You I did. totally got that. You did. You got that from me and I got that from Pat. Listen, Pat, you're our people. We like you. So if you ever do check him out on YouTube, heads up, a language warning, but it's hilarious. Yeah. If you enjoy a good swear word. Uh, you'll enjoy that. I had one other thing. I don't know. What do you want to talk about? It's just so good to be oh, doing this again. Can we can we talk about one more thing? You yeah. talked earlier about products. You were talking about Brittany Aldine yeah. and how whatever she's buying or whatever she's selling, you're buying. There's a product here that I'm trying to understand, and, and maybe you can help me understand it. This product is apparently so revolutionary that you felt the need to FaceTime my wife to oh, talk about this product. talk about the Dyson. My, my wife got this new hair dryer that her mom got. And this hairdryer to me, it looks cool. It looks, it doesn't look like anything I've ever seen before. It's like a space aged, but looking. it's, but it's a hairdryer. But it's this Dyson hairdryer, and I get you can. There's all these attachments to it. There's a brush you can attach. You can dry and brush your hair at the same time, which allegedly is some sort of huge deal. Can you, for the men listening to the podcast, can you explain to me, other than looks? Why this is so revolutionary, this, well, this Dyson thing? Because I'm, I'm at my wit's end with this thing. So I recall when the Dyson vacuum cleaner became a thing. Oh, right? yeah. We got one of those. Oh, yeah. And we got one, too. And my husband, he's so obsessed with vacuuming. He really, he's got like a weird obsession with it. Yeah, he sucks. <laughs> <laughs> See what you did there. Thank you. Um, yeah. So anyway, he, of course, we got, you know, the Dyson. And I will say... It's a game changer. You know, once we got the Dyson, it's like, woo, that makes your, you know, you think a vacuum cleaner is a vacuum cleaner. Not the case. So Dyson has now come out with this, what your wife got. And it's, it's a whole thing where Actually, it's a, it's a hairdryer. It's got the attachments. While you're doing that, will you hand me one of those bottles of water, please? I sure will. I'm, I'm, I'm starting. You and I are talking so long today, which is oh, a wonderful geez. thing because I love this podcast, but 
While you tell this story, I'm going to have a couple Ooh, of sips here. It's yeah, going to be very aggressive. He's an aggressive drinker. You're going to hear it. I'm an aggressive swallower. That's what she said. Uh, <laughs> apparently, I have a raging esophagus. Yeah, you really do. In fact, just pause for it. Yeah. <laughs> You've never heard somebody make Hey, do I have a huge Adam's apple, by the way? Well, when you drink, yeah, I can see it goes. Morgan Wall and that thing's going up, down, up, down. <laughs> I don't even know what we're talking about. Um, all the Dyson. So anyway, yeah. so so she got it, and she's lucky. She gave me a whole FaceTime tutorial today. But yeah, like uh, apparently when you dry your hair, it's supposed to dry your hair faster, okay, like super fast, okay, and it's supposed to not damage it as much. And okay. then it's got all these attachments where you can, you know, you can straighten it with like the brushes and whatever. Anyway, it's just. Amazing. And it's like, and it also doubles as a, you just take off one attachment, put on another one. All of a sudden, it's a curling iron, right. which I understand that's a big deal. And and this one's got it's got four different um, barrels, girths, barrels, girths. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh my god, four different levels what of girth. Of, curl of, you of, want of today, Katie? Yeah, like how thick do you want it today? You know what I'm saying? And uh, by the way. Again, we're on the podcast here. Yeah. Like when there's no attachments, like the hair dryer thing's not on it, or the or the comb brushes on it. It looked like a sex toy. And, it actually, and you know what? This thing does so many things. It just like, might do that. You wouldn't be surprised if you did <laughs> no. a little buzz feature. You never know. Good look. <laughs> but then again, if you did that, would you then want it near your hair? Is kind of my. I, listen, I mean, you each, don't want to each his own. You don't want to do your hair and then do that because then your hair is going to get messed up. I mean, if the thing does what it's supposed to These do. These are questions I have. Maybe your wife can give us an update. Maybe she could join us on the podcast yeah. at a later date. Hey, Katie, let's say <laughs> Dyson did do that. What, what would then be the order in which you would partake in all Tell the activities? Would you go? Would you go? Uh, uh, it's... Happy time, <laughs> blow dry brush, or would you go blow dry brush happy time? And tell us more about the girth, Katie. <laughs> What's your preferred girth <laughs> setting? You seem like a like a three like three out of four. You know, like you like that. You don't like that maximum, but that one right below it seems like this is right below it. Oh my god, I don't know how we we managed to get there. I did. I took it there, and I apologize. Uh, oh, well, here's the thing. I don't apologize because I'm not sorry because that's a hilarious conversation. And to this point, we've done this podcast long enough now. People who listen, they know. They know. This is this is it. By the way, speaking of people who listen, um, you must have solicited for this on the air one day because one day when I was in quarantine and I was feeling just awful and I'm laying in my bed and I woke up and I looked at my phone and I had tons of Instagram messages from our listeners just saying, you know, I hope you're doing well. Like, miss you on the air. Da, da, da. Wow. Because, and I know it's like, it's almost crazy. like somebody asked them to do that. No, I, I, I did not. I most certainly would never well, have never. done that. No, it just happened completely. I just, we have really good people who care about well, you. Well, we do all. have really good people who care, but it meant a lot. Um, do you, this is kind of a random thing. Do, do you ever feel like, um, you know, people are so good to you and you're like, God, I hope I'm as good to other people as they are to me. Do you know, does that make sense? Like, you know, when, when you're being sick, having, when I had a baby, I had Julianne, first time mom. I had a friend who, it was it was a friend, but that, by no means a best friend. But she, didn't unsolicited, just brought me over a casserole. Like, she just brought me food. And I, to this day, it was a spaghetti casserole. I remember what it was because right. it meant so much to me. Because I was like, oh my God, what a thoughtful. And she didn't even say, can I bring you something? It was, I'm bringing you something. Right. You know what I mean? So I always think about that and I wonder, am I, do I do enough for other people? Do you ever have that? I know this is a totally no. random topic, but like, do you ever think that? Am it, I good enough well, to what's, other people? What's in, it's very interesting that you, just now that you chose to brought, bring that up because Katie and I were talking about something very similar where we had kind of discussed with each other that you don't do enough nice things for us and we would really like you to do more. Me? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I started to sweat. I'm like, oh my God, I'm 
If, if if Jenny could just do if Jenny could just, just could you just Step do more no 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 because we, we know your time to shine is is whenever uh, a little baby Keller pops up which by the way I'm getting more and more heave, more and more people now Katie and I are celebrating our five year wedding anniversary coming yeah. up and I do feel like a couple more people are like so are so. you uh, <laughs> sorry and it's like yeah we'll get there like I don't know I was like we'll get there like it yeah. is it is maybe maybe I'll just tell her tonight hey let's let's go we'll this just is, this is go time we're just gonna go every day until you're all knocked it up it really would be my time to shine as a friend though because I've already oh, yeah. told you like you will drop the baby off at my house for on a Friday come back on Sunday okay, okay. I don't want all the time but let's let's 100% get rid of like the haha like 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 the the no. silly made up scenarios let's be 100% real here uh, am I being 100% real? No, I, I know I know yeah 100% honesty here yeah no joke yeah. Do you think, will you, at some point, show up at my house unsolicited, a la the spaghetti castle, like, show up and say, hi, I'm here for your baby? Yes. Like, no, like, but, but like, but, like, really? Like, you wouldn't call or text first? Mm. Well, what, yeah, what? you know what? I'm not a popper inner, so I would absolutely, <laughs> but I would send you a text, like, I hope you're home, because... I really want to come see the baby. <laughs> I just want to hold your baby. Here's yeah. my favorite part about you, is that you you have said about, like, you're so excited for, for <laughs> when Katie and I have a kid, but you've made it very clear that once, how old is the, they have to turn one or two, and then yeah. you're just like, then, then you're going to be that aunt that disappeared? Kind of like, okay, so, yeah, to me, again, real talk, that newborn, that baby, that the first six months, quite frankly, not even six, really the first three. <laughs> When they're just itty, 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 bitty and just so, oh my God, like all you need to do is just hold them and rock them and whatever. Like I am so here for that. So after three months, you're not going to want to see my no, kid anymore? that's not true. It's just different. It's not going to be bring the baby on a Friday and come back on Sunday. It's going to be three hours. You guys go out to dinner, like go to, to a movie. So if I have a one, if I have a one year old and we really need to get away for the weekend and none of the grandmas can come to town, no, I'll totally watch the kid. Who am I kidding? I truly, I. And here's the thing: like I was only able to have two kids. You know, for me that was it. Yeah. I would have loved to have had more. And so anytime I'm like a close person to me has a baby, I automatically take it on <laughs> as it's like I want to be Auntie Jenny. I'm gonna be Auntie Jenny. You want. If it were up to you, you're you would have a house with at least five dogs mm-hmm. and like six children, like yeah. six all new, all all shit in their pants at the same time. You're like, yes. it's okay, I've got it's it. Totally fine. Which is wild to me. I know, I know, it is weird. I'm just, uh, it's just that is like a, it's just you're born with it, I guess. Like I just have a mom art. Maybe it's Maybelline. Maybe, maybe she's born with it. Maybe it's Maybelline. Thank you, thank you for understanding that. Reference. Totally got it. <laughs> No, but I'm very excited for the day. But I will also not be a person who pressures you and says, oh, my gosh, when's it going to happen? Because I know that people were, would ask me those questions. And for us, I don't know, everybody's got their own story. But for me, you know, we, we had some trouble. We had a lot of trouble mm-hmm. conceiving. So I don't. that's just a question you won't hear from me. Like, I'm not going to be. I, and you know what? Some people, quite frankly, some people, some people don't want to have kids. I, I worked with a couple. I did. A, I was their producer on their morning show, mm-hmm. um, and they knew right from the jump from their marriage, the start of their marriage. They just they didn't want to have kids, and I I think a lot of people look at that like, oh, that's weird. But I look at the life they're living and have lived. Mm-hmm. They live in South Florida. They they are really social. You know what I mean? They just do a, a ton of, of social stuff in the community. They're happy as can be. Mm-hmm. It's just not for everyone. So I don't even ask it for that reason either. I would like. Yeah, no, I, Katie and I have every intention of creating life. And I know you do. Um, 
but like let let's say all of a sudden we discover uh oh like we like it, it just didn't happen right i would be okay if it didn't happen whereas i don't think she would be as okay with it and then yes. that would be like ugh, like that ugh, that would that could be an issue but no that's a that's a thing yeah because i would say that because i would just take our I, I, this you know me i'd be like well let's just travel let's 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 start a uh, fund call it diaper money mm-hmm. and let's take all the money we would have spent on diapers and go to italy and my husband actually at one point i don't know if he was lying <laughs> but he but he actually said that to me when we were a couple years into trying to have you know kids and it just wasn't working and he's like listen he goes we have He's like, look at our marriage. He's like, well, look what we do have. It was more like, let's not look at what we don't have. Let's look at what we do have. And, and you know, he's like, well, we'll be fine. And I was like, well, can we get like nine more dogs? And, kids? <laughs> and I meant that. I was like, I'll be, I'll be okay. Katie jokingly told me early in our marriage uh, when we were talking about kids and we, we just, well, yeah, we like to have kids someday, but we, uh, she was like, but if not, we have to move to get some acreage because I want some horses. hundred percent. Nothing wrong with that girl. <laughs> We had that conversation. We had a con- I think we brought this up while you were uh, while you were out last week. But we had this topic, and it was if uh, you know if you if you were if you a lot of people are quitting their jobs now more than ever because of COVID and all that, and they're discovering like a happier life. And they're like, so the question was, if you could quit your job, you'd be you'd be financially you'd be fine for the rest of your life. What would you do to pass your time? If you and. It's not really fair to ask us that because we enjoy. It. I think you and I would it's still weird do this. For us, yeah. I, I think I think maybe you and I like we wouldn't maybe do any of these uh, all these uh, like these ex- we do these extras endorsements. You'll hear me talking about uh, Diamonds Direct or High V, or you talking about um, uh, the mouth guard sleep, sleep apnea, apnea solutions or whatever. Or med spa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like all like I would probably stop doing that. I would just take the salary here, and I would literally just show up for four hours a day, not do anything extra, and just go home. Mm-hmm. Like that. That'd be. But I. But just for the for the sake of the conversation, I would I would. Start taking flying lessons. Yeah, and you then, said that you being a pilot would be your backup. But then I would get like a small a, a plane that could you know, could travel like you know two states before you need to stop for gas or whatever. And then I somebody had called us and said I would I would uh, help I would want to go start working with Scott Poor and start doing all the mission driven stuff. Yes. And I was like, well, think about that. I can get an airplane. And then we hear about like a dog in Texas that's going to be put down tomorrow. Hey, hey, Scott, I'll put some fuel in the jet. I'll just fly down there, get the dog, yes. and bring him back. Yes. You, you could would, just you could just up that game. Right. Now that's the question. So, so Jenny, we're gonna go save a dog from Texas, mm-hmm. but I need somebody to go with me to make sure. Would you get in the plane that I'm flying to go to Texas with me to save a <laughs> well, dog? Yeah, well, to, to save, save a, a dog, dog, and I am medicated now, so probably so. <laughs> now, if you would ask me that about you know three months ago, I don't know that I could have given you the same answer. But it's yeah. a Cessna, and once you get 2,500 feet in the air, it shakes a little. Don't worry about it; that's normal. One time, I had to go. I went. I was living in South Florida, and I went to the Bahamas, and so it was a teeny tiny. Like oh, yeah. I think there were like six people on the plane or mm-hmm. something. Oh, and it was terrible weather, terrible yeah. thunderstorm. <laughs> I have never like you know me I've, many times. I've been like close to death, like in my mind. No, I was physically like very close to death. No, those <laughs> the smaller planes, yeah, they look cool on the outside, like a private jet, like it looks really cool mm-hmm. on the outside. But those small, the smaller the plane, the more it's 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 subjective to turbulence, and it is a mm-hmm. it's a bumpier ride, and uh, that's that's real. So no, no regrets. Yeah. Go. I'm just I don't love to fly. Period. I, love I don't to know fly. if that's ever. I know you do, and love I love it. that people do. My nephew is is wants to be a pilot, a commercial airline pilot, so mm. he's in flight school and all the things. And I'm just like, I so admire that people want to do that. Kind of like a doctor. I couldn't do that either. You know, I admire people that are like, yeah, let me let me just cut you open and fix your body parts. So I could me, never. Isn't it wild to to you how there are people like people cannot believe that we just decided. I want to talk publicly. Public speaking is generally like more people fear public speaking than yes. death. 
Yes. And people can't believe that we do this, but this is just its just how we're wired. It is, but you know what's wild, though, Mike? I wasn't always wired like that. Like, I, I remember in seventh grade, I had to give an, an oral report to the class, huh. and I literally lost my voice in the middle. Like, I, I, I clammed up. I stopped talking. I started to cry, and I ran out of the room. So the fact that I am able to, I almost want to go back to that teacher and be like, see, I figured it out. Like, <laughs> look at me look now. At me now. Uh. And I don't know what, I can't even explain what happened there. But then, it's just, it's just, it's a, it's beautiful to kind of watch people as, as, as you get over it. You kind of understand how the world works. And when you understand that different people are just wired differently, the thought of potentially going to like start my own business, mm-hmm. never in a trillion years would I think that that would be an idea of something that I would want to do. And you know what's wild to me? Because I, I think you don't give yourself enough credit. I think you are so freaking smart. And I think you could do literally anything you put your mind to. And I think you could totally start a business. I don't know what it would be, but you could totally, because you're just real detailed and you, you just make sure that things are, I always, what is the word capable? I always say you're very capable. Yeah. I don't have the patience for it though. Cause like if I did, I don't know that you're if, so detailed. If I, if I did start my own business, first of all, I would never, I like the thought, the, the thought of it is just awful to me. If I were to start my own business, whatever it happened to be, Obviously, at some point, it gets to a point where you have to hire somebody else, too. And if they didn't, like, 100% just think about us as radio partners. Like, we've been in the game a long time, but then all of a sudden, you and I met, and we start, and we realized that there was just this connect. Like, whoa, we are on the same wavelength mm-hmm. here. You and I have the same brain when it comes to this industry, and it just happened like, like that. We got really lucky with that. Yeah. I couldn't imagine hiring somebody who didn't have that same instant, like as soon as I said, hey, we need to do this, this, and this, and then they would say, yeah, because this, this, and this, and I'd be like, exactly. If I couldn't find somebody just like that, it would drive me up drive me up the wall. So a, a few years ago, I won't go into all the details, but a few years ago, I, I started a venture outside of radio and I started it with my best friend at the time. And I got to tell you, um, you know, people say don't mix friendship and business. And mm. I always thought, oh, but no way. We're so, we're like sisters, you know, she and I, like there's no way. And, and I would say hard lesson learned because we, we are no longer friends. Um, it ended badly. Won't give mm. all the details. It's not, it's, I'm, I'm over it now. It's next it's, week. It's all the details. No, because it doesn't, it doesn't matter. It was a life lesson. Um, I certainly wish her well with whatever she chooses to do in life, but do you really though? Yeah, I do. It's fine. I'm over it. I'm, I'm truly over it. Like I'm, because you know what? I, I know who I am. I know the values I stand for. I know my morals. I know, I know my part in it. And I did, I did the best I could. With, with what I knew, mm-hmm. again, without getting like too in too I got detail. you. But, um, but, but that was, but, but I know, I knew that about myself in the beginning of it. Like I'm, I'm a good, you and I, like we come up with the ideas, you know what I mean? Yep. Um, and I had certain ideas of things that I wanted this to be, but she's just cut totally different. So she had different ideas. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, you just, you don't meet in the middle and it's difficult. My husband right now is navigating his way through creating his own business. He will have a partner. So it'll just be the two of them. But, um, it, it gives me a stomach ache thinking about it because it's just there's so much. But again, he, like you, very detailed. Mm. Um, he's been, I mean, this has been going on for almost a year of him getting it. Ju- he will not launch it until it's just right, you know? I admire it. It's not for everyone. That's it's fascinating. No, like, to th- like just terrifying the thought. Like when you start your own business, you've got to like, well, the first five years, you're probably not going to make money. Like how, how do you survive? I don't understand how, like, how do you survive? Like well, I, don't, I, don't, I don't get it. <laughs> Perhaps one of the reasons I had to go on anti-anxiety medication because, (laughs) (laughs) real talk, I'm so serious, Mike. Like, and I didn't even realize that that was one of the core triggers for me. 
because his com- he was working for a company and it and it shut they shut down. Yeah. So there is no more company. And so he had to figure out and he he looked out there and was, you know, maybe gonna take a job with another company. But I think and I get it, you know, he wants to try to have something of his own and have a little more say on, you know, what his schedule and his everyday mm-hmm. our life will mm-hmm. be and maybe something to have to pass down to our children. You know what he wants to do? Yeah. He wants to travel more. No, he, he wants you he to, wants to travel. play golf more. That's, That's what he wants to do. Let's be real here. <laughs> he wants to. He wants to make sure that his workday doesn't start till noon, so he can have that seven a.m. tea time. But to be honest, I think that's kind of what COVID actually was a real eye opener for him in that way. Because with COVID and working from home, there were some days where he could go. I mean, the work was done, you know, mm-hmm. but he could go out and he could golf. And I think he liked having that. Isn't that what everybody wants? Just a mm-hmm. little more freedom. Be able to work on your own schedule. Yeah. yeah, and I get it. But I see what's gone into creating a business. And um, and again, it did cause me a lot of anxiety because I'm I've always just been very practical in that way. Like we need to know what's coming in, and that's why like a commission job, our salespeople who don't even I don't even know if they Ugh. get a base. Mike, I could never. No, I can't do sales because I can't hear the word no like oh, me rejection. Either. No, I can't do no, they can't do sales. Yeah, we've discussed that no. because like that's why like to this day I've never been able to in my life. Thank God I'm married now, but I could never walk I've never in my life walked up to a girl at a bar that I think is pretty, yeah. tell her I think she's pretty and ask to buy her a drink in a conversation because the thought of being told no would just make me feel like a failure. A loser. What would a you reject. do? Let's pretend you did that though. Let's pretend you finally got the balls to do that. You're right. not married, obviously. Right, right, right. And and she says, like, what if she's real bitchy? And she's just like, no. Uh, what is, I would, what do you I feel like you get snarky back with her? No, I would say, but I I would say, I was like, all right, I would say, all right, no problem, and walk away. And then I'd walk back over to the group I would probably be with. I'd be like, this bitch over yeah, here. Right, yeah, right. That's what I would do. Okay. I would I would talk smack on her with my friends to help me to feel better. Okay, now what if she's like, oh, I totally would, but I have a boyfriend. I'm so sorry. Oh, then you know what? Actually, I would actually be okay with that because uh-huh. then I would apologize. I would say, I'm so sorry. I had no idea. I'll leave you alone. And that would, and that would be the end of it because I'd, I'd, no problem. Okay. What if the, the last scenario is what if she just gives you like the look and she's like, and that's it. I mean, she doesn't even, she's just kind of like, uh, no. Kind of the same thing, because I would be, I would be so nervous walking up that I would almost be in a hurry to get out if she didn't immediately say yes. Mm-hmm. So, it'd probably, same thing, I'd probably just go, no problem. Uh, I'm, I'm like, I'm, I'd, I think I'd be like, because I don't want to be perceived as one of those, like, creepers who, like, keeps going and no, going and right. going for, like, yeah, like yeah. no means no, like, right? But, so, I would, I think if she just kind of gave me, like, a, eh, I'd be like, hey, no problem, i just... I thought you were attracted. I thought I'd ask. I'm not one of those guys. Have a good night. Yeah, right. And I would just but see, walk so off. So you totally could have done it back in the day. Because I know. I, I know I could have. Because that's all you'd have to do. You walk away. Yeah. But I'm not going to tell you from a girl's perspective. Like, honestly, even if I was, you know, I'm married or I, I've got a boyfriend or, or if I'm just not interested. Like, the flattery that comes with someone showing interest in you, I don't care if you're not interested back. Like, it's flattering. It's nice. It's oh, nice. somebody thinks I'm attractive. Yes. It's a, it's a, it's a, It's a booster for sure. Yeah. Hey, we've been running our mouths for over an hour. Are you kidding me? Yeah. We've had so much to talk about. That's what happens. You, we leave for a month, and all of a sudden we have things to talk about. It's amazing. We should maybe save some stuff for the other for the radio yeah. shows that we're going to put out there. Yeah, we'll save some. But- hey, thank you so much for listening. We appreciate you. It's good to be back on the podcast. And uh, thank God I don't have to go talk to women at a bar, because that'd be terrifying. <laughs> and you're married. Oh, yeah, that too. <laughs>